Well, everybody came with a praise then, huh? All right. Well, glory to God. Glory to God. I'm going to be before you long. Got a few things I want to discuss with you. All right. All right. One, I want to discuss some love. Then if I got a little time, I want to get into, uh, because I want to get back to Thessalonians. We ain't left Thessalonians. I'm just, teacher said, wait, wait till she come back so we can get this all in there. But uh, in the side note, some other things that come up. Uh, I want to do a little bit on actually love, what we were talking about. Seeing that we just have the hardest problem with love. Um, and then the next one, that's going to just, you know, parlay into uh, renouncing self-deception. So I got to get in there. Are y'all sure? <laughs> Woo. Uh, I didn't say deception. I said self. Okay. All right. Okay. Oh, it is. It is. But, we, but it seems to be the one that we be struggling with. You know? It's like things of the world versus things of the kingdom. As believers, we, we even think. Worldly. Okay, I want to get back to love first. <laughs> Minister, uh, go back to 1 Corinthians 13. All right. So what I love is how God just ministers. You know, he'll minister to you if you just let him. Amen. If you stop talking. Oh. You can hear him. You got to stop talking, though. You got you to stop. You got to stop talking. So what, what led me into this is that, listen, I, I am a believer of the gifts of God. Period. Period. Uh, I hope you are. I hope you know that you have a gift. He said, as he wills. Not what somebody said or spoke over you or try to speak into you. See, we got a lot of people speaking over you, but nobody really speaking into you. So, amen? amen. All right, okay. All right. Where's your name? I'll you right there. All right, teacher not here today, so you're going to have to do the follow-up after the teaching. <laughs> Train them in the way that they should go. Amen. amen. She's taking notes. She got, she's taking notes, reading her Bible now. She got thaw down. Thaw. Come on. So that's good. <laughs> she's getting there. She's getting there. Y'all know her. So what sparked this? I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I like to share things with you, right? Most times you just come up, okay, turn your books here. We're going to read. I want to share something with you, okay? A thought, how I'm going to do sometime. So as a pastor, my life or is being played out um, or the things that the people need. So I need to be attentive. So one of the things we have a big problem in the body of Christ is when it comes to spiritual gifts, Right? Spiritual gifts. We have an issue with that. You know, some ministries said, oh, they're no longer in existence. I'm going to show you that it's just simply not true. Amen. So we have to have, and it's so funny, we hear people always talk about, or theologians and scholars, and the Bible simply says that when you come into Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit. There is a subsequent, there is another filling. But people teach against this. But the scripture says, 
that go to Jerusalem and be there. Be then down, wait, right? But before you go into the scripture, you have to establish that it is the truth. You have to establish that it is the truth, not the way you think that it should be. Not the way that you think that it should be. The scripture, right, will interpret itself. Once, this is my approach to God, to the word. He said he never changes. Period. Well, he come to fulfill the, the, you know, the old and the new. It's not the new covenant. It is the renewed covenant renewed right already had one but it's renewed earth was already here but it's replenished it re okay so i'm listening to this particular person you gotta have them and they always talk about discernment the gift is discerning of spirit that's the gift to see if it's of god discerning of spirits not that i discerned what you thought you know this is this is how we get this mixed up you know discerning of spirits to see if it's of god so you know i i really want us to operate in love and when it comes to certain things you just sometimes when you don't understand something about god don't move don't, don't move. Shut down your no more. Just don't move yet. When I'm, this is what happened. Just give my experience. So I'm hearing this. Um, because we're going to actually teach you on apologetics in here. We're going to teach you how to rightly understand other faiths. Amen. They're fixed on the reverend what. So, you know, I'm just doing a little reconnaissance. doing a little study. Good to see you. Good to see all y'all, man. Okay. So um, this guy, you know, he's coming Fashion, you know, the um, word of faith, health and wealth prophecy. I got a problem with that already, <laughs> with the health part. I want it to be balanced. And if you know God, you know you're, you're not going to seek him for stuff. See, this is the, this is the problem. This, health is your right. Okay? All right. So I have a problem <laughs> right away with the topic. But listening to him, no one, no one in the body is right except him. That's how he proceeded. He called out everybody. And so I'm like, okay, what do you mean? All right, I see, I hear, and I, I see void of the spirit, but I, I hear you. I hear a lot of book knowledge and, and everything. So I'm looking. Let me go to your site. Let me go check out. Let me see what you believe. So definitely don't believe in the gifts. Hold on. Hold on. Now, I believe in the offices somewhat, but I don't believe in the gifts, tongues, speaking in tongues and healing and everything. So I'm like, what is wrong? You know, what's wrong? What's, something's not right here. I'm discerning something in the spirit. It's just he's not saying stuff that's right. So I look at all this tens of faith. I'm looking at all, okay, I see. Something's still not right. Okay, something's not right with this dude. Look, something just look funny. It just don't look right. <laughs> something don't look right with the preacher. <sighs> then I, 
find out he had several palsy. Now I understand why you don't believe. That healing, health and wealth, prosperity. I understand that. I mean, cutting everybody up, calling the names, everything. I see no love. I'm just saying. So if they are wrong, okay, I'm just saying. My thing is, don't you believe God? Now I know I've seen people healed. And what's his real issue here? Discern. What's, what's the real issue here? What's the real issue here? That you don't believe God can heal you. Is that the real issue? Now, you're building a platform that people can hear you. And you begin to minister. See, that's why you be very careful. I'm going to tie this in. Y'all just watch when I talk about worldly wisdom. This is, you, you, yeah, I'm like this. So immediately, that's where my heart goes. I want to pray for him. Lord, let him see a miracle. Amen. Lord, let him wake up tomorrow and he just get up out of the bed and he go into the mirror and, you know, brush his teeth and actually forget that he got up and walked. Yeah. I, I'm praying like this for him. Yeah. Not turn my heart toward or being vindictive, slashing out at him, you know. Why you don't believe this and that? Because he had not experienced. That's right. Right. You know, you do got a lot of fake stuff out here. You have a lot of fake stuff out here. You got a lot of mixed wrong doctrine out here. I just love it. Actually, that's what I've learned. I applied and I do it by experience. Remember we talking about experience? Experiences. I like to pull him. And then you approach things wrong. You go to someone else's ministry and you start calling them out. I mean, you, I'm just saying. See, it's like, man... We, we take this gospel for granted. And we use it and manipulate the way we want it to be. That's wrong. So pastors got to be very careful. So I want to make sure that we stay balanced. And I give you all stuff like this so you'll see. All right. And we don't think too highly of ourselves. So I'm going to show you in the Bible here too. Hold on. So you got to have that balance. You got to keep that balance and love. So I'm, I'm looking at these gifts and, you know, well, well let's see what what it says and um, you know this is the big one that tongues has ceased right okay read that just read verse 8 just read verse 8 and amplify it okay y'all verse 8 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Mm -hmm. love never fails never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. This is scripture we use as our belief. I'm telling you that, that this is what he was using as his belief that Tongues are no longer here. They will cease. My thing is, how do you come up, how do you say that it ceased? Hello? How do you determine that? Yeah, how do you determine that? 
Okay, I'm going to show y'all. We're just playing here. All right. The great performance of love. <laughs> love is far superior. See, we hear this scripture all the time. We're going to break it down just a little bit for you before we go into the thing. But you got to lay down a foundation. Amen? Amen? All right. We hear this scripture all the time. This scripture. Okay. Love never fails. It never ceases. It never vanishes. Love endures and lasts forever, but not spiritual gifts. Right? That's what it said. That's what the word said. It said these things will cease. Right? Okay. Okay. When? When will they cease? When do they cease? See, this is the question. So this is what I want to ask. Okay, they cease. The word says that they cease. Prophecy. Right? See, y'all, then they got this thing uh, in prophecy, that foretelling and foreknowing. Uh, what is the difference? Okay. See, I think that people, man, they just don't want to receive the gifts. Okay. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Listen to this. When will they vanish? When will the... They vanished. They said that they were vanished in the word, but they, and that's true. So he's right on that, right? Okay. This is the issue. When we stand in eternity before God. So you can't say that they have, they have vanished and no longer exist. Real simple. Did y'all get that? When will they vanish? When, you, when we stand eternally before God. Other than that, somebody, and there'll be a prophecy. There'll be a healing. There'll be some wisdom. See, this, so you see, this is how men do when, when you don't, but see, this is how people can preach the gospel as an atheist and don't believe God. No, you either believe him in this full totality of his word. If you don't, then you're denying him. You can't have just this little part and that little part. No, it is the whole canton. The gifts are not gone. They are here until that which is. Okay. All right. So people just going, this is what we're teaching. Hello? Okay. I think it's how... My goodness. You in the wheelchair. He's in the wheelchair. My thing is, are you, are you don't believe God? See, then we're going to tie this into this worldly wisdom. Okay. You, be, you can be an atheist as we learned on Friday and still be in church. Hello? Amen. Titus 1. Just go ahead and read it. Was that 1, uh, what, 19? Huh? 10 to 16 right there. There you go. Probably in the 19 to 16. Listen to that. Spiritual gifts are only temporary. They are not permanent. Therefore, we are far inferior. Listen, we are far inferior to love. Y'all hear this? Spiritual gifts are only temporary tools to use to reach and minister to a lost and needy world. Don't y'all still see some needs of the world? Yeah. They sure are needy, ain't they? 
spiritual gifts. How believers become, note this, how believers become guilty of the very thing that they accuse the world of doing, focusing upon the temporary instead of the eternal. See how we just, ministries and the whole body of Christ is focusing on gifts, they ain't here, and everything, and all of that. How you do that? How you change the word of God to fit your theology? Hello? Okay, we come to learn something today. Too many believers glory in their earthly gifts and abilities instead of serving and ministering in love. Would y'all agree? Mm. Love is perfect and complete. We know nothing perfectly. And we can proclaim and predict the truth only with partial certainty. Would y'all agree? That's the word. No person knows all truth. However, a day of perfection is coming. And when it comes, only that which is perfect will stand and endure. Would y'all agree? The point is this. Love is perfect. Would y'all agree? Therefore, love shall endure and be the primary trait between believers and and eternity. Therefore, love is far superior than any gifts. Paul said, I'll show you a more excellent way. Didn't he? Love. So I'm just, you got to bring, Paul was bringing that balance to the Corinthians, all right? I'm going to show you a little bit about the Corinthians. Love is mature. Uh Uh-oh. Love is maturity. Love is maturity of behavior. Y'all read that in the word. He said, when I was a child, I thought as a child. And God calls us the children of God. Okay, here we go. Listen to this. Love is mature. It's maturity of behavior. While on earth, all men is, is what he possesses and his abilities and knowledge and being all as a child, all of those things, we have it as a child. All your knowledge, all your abilities, all that you possess is as of a child. Man is just immature and imperfect. Uh-oh, no matter what area of his life is being considered. However, the day of maturity is coming. Okay, this is going to be real good. I want y'all to catch this one. However, the day of maturity is coming. The day when... You shall set aside all your childhood understanding and thoughts and become a mature man, a perfect man. When will that day come? It will come when love is perfect or perfected between God and man. And between, uh uh-oh, man and man. I told you love is not made perfect or until it's raking to its complete to a shared, okay? I'm going to show y'all something here. Just stay tight. Stay tight right here. Love is the great gift. Mm. Love is the great gift and quality of existence upon the earth today that shall endure throughout eternity. 
Therefore, love is far superior to the gifts and abilities of men. Love is being face to face with God, a perfect consciousness and knowledge of God. Our present relationship with the Lord is comparable to the reflection. This is the word. We see through a dark mirror. We can faintly see the figure, but it is not fully distinct nor clear. Imagine that. Okay, you see an image in the dark, you got a mirror on, and you cut the lights off, you can't really see the definition and the detail. Okay? Right. This is how your knowledge is. This is how your, the truth is that you know. Okay? So he's saying right here, listen to this. We can faintly see the figure. It is not fully distinct nor clear. Therefore, we only see God and the truth in part. That's what the word said. And we only know God and the truth in part. However, the day is coming when we shall know God even as he knows us perfectly. I'm going to slow that down. Hold on. So all that you know about God and all these things is still in part. You got the word of God. Even this in here is in part. Your relationship, my relationship, even with my wife is still in part. Okay, hold on. I ain't getting the right response. The day is coming when you shall know God. Even as he knows us. I just hit a fan. Okay. There's going to come a day that you shall know God. You only got a little part of him right now. How wonderful is that to you? See, see, you can't, you can't contain it. See, I'm not talking about the president. I'm not talking about some CEO. I'm talking about your creator. You only have a part of him, and it's going to be a day that you're going to know him as he knows you. In all wisdom, all knowledge, all understanding, there's going to be a day that you're going to experience and know him as he knows you. See, this, you're earthly bound. That's why we can't see you. There's going to be a day. I don't know. It's okay. We're talking to God. Who knows everything? Yeah, there's going to be a day. I think the word perfectly is what we're not receiving here. There's coming a day when you shall know God even as he knows us perfectly. Not through some, you know, mirror that you can dis- can't make it out exactly what this love really is and who he really is and what he really did for you and what that cross did. See, you only know in part what that cross did. You only have a fraction of what really happened on Calvary. You have only a fraction of what sin does. See, we, we, see we're, we're in our... God. When is that day coming? The day love is perfected between God and man. 
Maybe we ask Adam because he knows. He's created perfect. Had a perfect relationship with God. See him face to face. That, that's what he's telling you. Hey, maybe they were not excited about that. What will bring that day about? Mm. Love. God's perfect love for man. You have you can't even conceive it right now. This is why we don't have a response. The perfect love, and your love is going to be the same as his love. Because right now you don't really love him, is in part. But he loves you. You'll understand what it is to really die for someone. We don't know what that means. See, our relationship, everybody won't go all deep. We haven't even, we're trying to grasp love right now. And that you will know him in that same manner that he knows you already. Okay. All right. It is love that will perfect and that will bring that day of perfection to a reality to man. Love is going to bring that reality to you because right now it's not a reality, but love is going to bring it to you. The reality of your love with God. It is love that will bring us into a face-to-face -face relationship with God and to a perfect knowledge of the truth. Can you imagine that? No, you can't. You have a perfect knowledge of God. We're just talking about love chapter right now. We're just talking about this one thing that opened up the gifts. Okay, I'm going to show you something here. Just keep on following me. Stay awake, please. Amen. It is love that will bring us into a face-to-face -face relationship. That's the original intent. Moses, he's my prophet. He spoke face-to-face. -face. There's no one more humble than him. Okay. Okay, here we go. My God. Woo. Therefore, love is superior to spiritual gifts. Love, great superiority of love. Both faith and hope are great qualities and gifts, but love is far superior. How? Remember, Paul is contrasting love with the spiritual gifts right here and dealing with the tendency of people to center attention upon the gifts and accomplishments because gifts will accomplish some things. Love is far superior to faith, hope, for at least six reasons. Can I give them to you quickly? Before we move on to renouncing self-deception. See that right now. Faith focuses upon, listen to this, y'all. Faith focuses upon the relationship, or excuse me, the revelation of God. Faith focuses upon the revelation of God. Whereas love focuses upon God himself. Okay, um, can I re want me to read one more time? Faith focuses upon the revelation of God. However, love focuses upon God himself. Mm, okay. We know about God only by revelation of God through what? Yeshua, Jesus. Because Jesus reveals the Father. So the way you know God is by Jesus. This is how you know God. No man comes to God except through Jesus. 
check this out. We know about God only by revelation of God through his son, Yeshua, Jesus. The word, nature, and the inner witness of thoughts and consciousness. This is how we know. This is how the word reveals God. Listen to this. A man believes in God by focusing upon one or more revelations about God. Y'all hear that? Man believes in God by focusing upon one or more revelations about God. But love is different, entirely different. Love focuses and centers upon God himself and stirs a relationship of adoration and worship. Faith, of course, can stir the same adoration and worship, but faith can only exit. Listen, faith can only exist without let me read this again. I'm getting the carried away. Hold on. I'm going to start it at the top. Listen to me. Okay? I'm going to go back here again. A man believes and focuses upon one or more revelations of God, but love is different, entirely different. Love focuses and centers upon God himself and stirs a relationship of adoration and worship. Faith, of course, can stir the same adoration and worship, but faith can also exist without can exist without adoration and worship. A person can believe in someone and not love them. Okay, maybe y'all get that. Faith, of course, can stir the same adoration of worship, but faith can also exist without adoration and worship. A person can believe in someone and not love them. Ain't that right? Hope focuses upon eternity with God in a perfect world. But again, love is superior. He's telling you, Paul said, he said, but out of all of these, love is the greatest. Right? Hope focuses upon the being eternally with God in a perfect world. That's what hope does. But again, love is superior because it focuses upon God himself. A person can have hope in someone without loving him. Mm -hmm. But a person who loves someone always have hope in him. Y'all want me to read that again? Okay, I'll go a little slower. I'm excited. Check this out. Hope focuses upon being eternally with God in a perfect world. But again, love is superior because it focuses upon God himself. A person can have hope in someone without loving him. Okay. But a person who loves someone always has hope in him. Let that marinate. Is it good? Y'all understand? Yes, we read this all the time. We don't understand something. Okay. See, we don't, we don't understand love. Listen. Heaven and earth going to pass away. Heaven and earth. The cosmos, everything is going to pass away. But my what? In the beginning was the word. In the word was God. And the word was God. And God is 
He's love. And God is love. So you possess something inside of you that will last forever. You possess something inside of you, Andre, that will last forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. But you possess that inside of you. Oh, we don't understand the power of love. That's in you. Oh, okay. True love does not originate in the nature of man. But in the nature of God, God is love. Love is the basic trait of his nature. The very existence of man is due to the fact that God is love. Not to the fact that God believes or, or held hope for man. Therefore, God, which is the basic trait. Listen, therefore, love, which is the basic trait of God's nature, is far superior to faith and hope. Hold on. We don't get this. Y'all want, can I go there again? Y'all want to hear it again? Y'all want to get it? True love. True love. I ain't talking about that thing you was born with. I ain't talking about that thing that was molded, shaped who you are, your characteristics, your experiences. True love does not originate, listen, does not originate in the nature of man. True love. You're in a fallen state. You was born formed in iniquity. Okay. But in the nature, listen, but in the nature of God is God's love. I mean, this is, love is his basic trait. It's his nature. It is what is natural for him. The very existence of man is due to the fact that God is love. That's his nature. That's yours now when you're born again. I'm working on my love. I'm trying to love you. No, no. no. To be born again, now you have. Okay, I'll get down to it. Hold on. See, I told you, we simply don't, you got to believe. You have to believe. Okay. The very nature, the very existence of man, listen to that, is due to the fact that God is love. Not to the fact that God believes or, or held hope for man. Therefore, love, which is the basic, basic, basic trait of God's nature, is far superior than hope. True love is a gift of God. A man can know true love only as he becomes to know the love of God. Okay. True love is a gift. A man can know true love only as he comes to know the love of God. That's the only way. I don't care what he's telling you. I don't care what the man telling you. True love. True love. A man can only do that 
as he knows God. Faith arises from the heart of men, but love is deposited or given to men by God. I've given you the measure of faith. I've given you that already. Woo! You say, repeat that. <laughs> okay. True love is a gift. That means you got to receive it. It means it has to be offered to you. Okay? A man can only know true love as he comes to know the love of God. As he comes to know, see that? That's a progression. As he grows, he, as he grows and matures, he comes to know the love of God. Faith arises from the heart of men. Faith does. But love is deposited or given to men by God. <laughs> it, is, listen, it is shed abroad in the heart. By God. Ooh. Apart from God, man loves only those who love him. Did y'all hear that? Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me make sure I put it. Apart from God, a man loves only those who love him. Y'all know that's true, don't you? Yes. Uh-huh. Y'all, somebody experiencing that. He either opposes or withdraws from those who hate him. Okay, maybe y'all ain't get that. I'm talking about that man right now. Okay, here we go. And he got it. This just the sidebar before we get in. Woo, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all all right? Take a drink of water or something. Hold on. Take a drink of water if you need. I'm going to take mine. Regulate my body temperature. All right. Take your drink. Take your drink. Hydrate. Hydrate. Come on. There you go, Aaron. There you go. Drink ye all. All right. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Make us think about some of our churches that are underground in China, out in Brazil, and the Congo, and where else? Outside. Yeah, this is all right. Pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. Did y'all get that? Y'all got what true love is? So when that young man telling you he love you, he don't love you. It, you got to know God to love me. Everybody stood up from here. And, and, and for a female, don't you tell me you love me because if you don't know God, then you can't love me. Either. See, this was really wrong. I thought I loved Melvin before I was saved. That love had a limit. That love had boundaries. <laughs> that love was conditional. What you do for me. See, but when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, saved for real, I was like, I got this thing. I can love you even more the more I fall in love with God. I can think different things about you. I can handle different situations because God, okay, he's my sword. I got this. I can deal with you the same way. Oh. 
Isn't that something? I'm trying to get it out there. Trying to reveal something that's hidden temporarily. Only temporarily to be known. There you go. My goodness. True love is a gift. Can I say it one more time? A man can know true love only as he knows and becomes to know God. Faith arises. This is what we got to get from the heart. But love is deposited or given to men by God. All right. Ooh, fill me with your love. Okay. My goodness. Fill me with your spirit. Oh, well, I know I got filled now. Okay. It is shed abroad in the heart by God. Apart from God, man loves only those who love him. He need, listen, he either opposes or withdraws from those who hate him. You're not just hanging around. A man can, listen, a, a man can only love, agape, his enemies through the love of God. See, that's another love. Y'all ain't ready for that. You get mad at your brother or your sister when they don't speak to you, when they don't do this. You ain't ready for the enemy yet. Really? Looking funny at each other all sideways. And, am I talking right? Or am I just sitting up here? Okay. See, now you're operating in your love. It's like, it's like this, this is like we're little children. We get, we get mad. You tell your child, sit up, stand up, straighten up. You get, they get mad. Person of, of leadership, your father, your pastor, whatever, tell you this, you're doing it, you get mad. Come out of sin, you get mad. You can't live together, you get mad. That's a little child. Uh-oh, my mic going on. That's a little child. See how we get mad? We can't work together. You black, you white, you Chinese. We get mad. I'm better than you. You better than me. We all this stuff. See how we do? It's like little children. Come to church. Be on time. Do this, do that. Pay your eye on the offer. You get mad. It's like little children. Mature, immaturity. Right? I'm talking about the body. I'm just be, y'all want me to be real? I'm going to be real. So love matures you. That's what Paul was saying. See, we just read it over and over again. When I was a child, I thought as a child. Now that I'm full grown, I put away my toys. The toys, the little things that distract you, keep you occupied, bring you pleasure. I don't go to worldly concerts no more. That brings me pleasure. That was something I like to do. I don't do it no more. Amen. It's a distraction. Okay. All right. All right. Whoop. I'm trying to. That's all I'm trying to do. And they hate you for you telling the truth. See, love matures you. Love matures you. And, and love allows you to see. Okay, they're going to lead into my next scripture. Hold on. I'm just on number four. Hold on. I'm almost finished here. Okay, we good. We good. we're doing good. Y'all all right? Okay, okay. Listen to this. Talking about love. We just talking about the scripture we read every week. Just breaking it down a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. A man can only love, agape love, his enemy through God's love. You can't do it on your own. That's right. So stop trying to. Okay. Therefore, <laughs> love being the very special gift of God is far superior 
than faith and hope. He didn't say they was any good. He said superior, far superior. That's why Paul figured something. He said, man, I see what the gifts do, but love is a more excellent way. See, the gifts and all that give you a sign. Love, you got to do. It's God. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Let me see here. Y'all following, right? All right, here we go. Here we go. I said that love is far more superior than faith and hope. He said it in his word. That's what Paul said. Okay. Experience and nature itself. Listen to that. Experience and nature itself prove that faith and hope reach and grow people. Mm -hmm. But love reaches and grows people far more than any other gift or quality. Okay, hold on. Experience itself and nature proves that faith and hope reach, listen, that's good, reach and grow people, correct? But love reaches and grows people far more than any other gift or quality. A person can believe in God, yet feel he is above others. Uh-oh. A person can believe in God, yet feel, here that go, feel that he is above others. He can act prideful, okay, arrogant, and super spiritual. Okay, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let's look at us now. A person can believe in God, right? Yet feel... He is above others. Mm. He can act prideful. Y'all know that's true, right? He can act arrogant. Mm -hmm. And super spiritual. See, and this is all the things that I was listening to that guy talk and teach. Y'all hear what I said? And teach. And hurt people do what? Had y'all heard? See, but it's, it's not a cliche. It's the truth. But we receive it as a, okay. I'm sitting here teaching and preaching to y'all, and I'm hurt and harboring, you know, bitterness in my heart. It's going to come out in my words. It's going to come out how I act to you. Okay. That's why you can't be mad at the baby daddy. Because it's going to come out in how you treat that child. But you love God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Super spiritual. You got love in you and you got all these things. You're prideful, you're arrogant, and you're super spiritual. Okay, in God's love. He may hope for an eternity to be with God and with other believers, yet he can be cold and distant. Mm-hmm. Y'all want me to say it again? I'm talking, about, I'm talking about y'all believers now. Say you love God. Say he's in you. Yet we can be proper, arrogant, super spiritual. This person may have hope 
for an eternity to be with God and with believers. See, you can't just be with God. You got to be with God and believers. You can't have love just for God. You got to have love for your brothers. Okay? That's not, that's not love. That's not, you, you, okay, we're going to get into my next thing here. Yet he can be cold and distant. But love, true love, has no weaknesses. All and dangers. True love has no weaknesses. My goodness. Or dangers. See, if y'all would just operate in love, you really have that victory. You really had that victory that you were singing. Hello? Okay. Hold on. Hold on. But true love. See, that's how I can bear up everything. We're just reading the word. We're just reading it. But when it's time to apply it, we leave the room. See, y'all hear this? Listen to this. Love never fails. No, no. See, it has to be a reality to you. But they're treating me bad. They, they, they fired me. My kids don't love me and all this stuff. No, love never fails. How many do you really walk in that that love never fails? You believe that? Don't lie. Okay, so you know when the word comes forth, guess what's going to happen? Immediately he comes for the word. Why we forget that? Why we act like we forget that? Why we act like we forget that? He comes immediately. So if this is the word, guess what? You're going to have a challenge. You're going to have to make a choice. Because love is a choice. All right. Okay. All right. Woo, it is a choice. It is a choice. It is a choice. I'm doing good. We're going to get here. Hold on here. Here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here we go. Okay, here we go. I'm just trying to get us to understand what we're reading every Sunday. But love, true love, has no weaknesses. True love has no weaknesses. I could just repeat that over and over. Or dangers. Love never fails. Never comes short. Never comes short. But remember, love is not an indulgence and license. That's right. People just do what they want to do. Now, y'all going to like this one in here. Love involves control and discipline as well as care and giving, selflessness, and sacrifice. Okay, maybe y'all didn't hear that. I think everybody was looking around. Hold on. I'm talking to you. Love never fails. It never comes short. But remember... Love is not an indulgence to license to do whatever you want, right? right. Love involves control. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Self-control. And discipline. Oh, we, no, you're not, no, 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 no. See, this is love. This is the mature. I'm coming no matter what. I'm fighting through for the kingdom no matter what. Character. Love, just those two right there, love is control and discipline. And it, and well as it's care, it cares and gives. And it's giving. It's better to give than receive. Amen? 
My goodness. My God. Y'all, are y'all full? I heard three people. Everybody a fool? Everybody ready to go home and take a nap? This is the word. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right now. All right, come for a seven course meal. All right, well, with that said, okay, well, with that said, my goodness, I think folks is growing strong in their character. Since we, since we in Corinthians, let's stay in the Corinthians. Let's stay in Corinthians for a minute. All right. Um, this thing that smart me about gifts. A man can tell you that they no longer exist. How can you do that? Don't you know you need healing? I mean, you just gave up on God. Where, where is where is it that if you don't deliver? You know, where is, why he ain't reading that scripture? Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Why he not reading that? And look in there. I thought we put three in, but look, I see somebody else in there. Look like the son of God. I'm just saying, how come he can't read that? He said, if he don't deliver us, he's still God. If he don't heal his body, he's still God. If he don't heal me, they still tongues. They still prophecy. If, it, if I don't, I'm just saying. That's what I don't get. See how we just mix and make up what we want? That's right. And that's the thing. I mean, why are we going to serve him? We keep wanting him to serve him. When are we going to serve him? Are we a servant. Okay. And a friend. Woo! Glory to God. Since we're in Corinthians, uh, go to 1 Corinthians 3, Amplified. I'm hoping that helps some people. Amen. I'm hoping that helps us about our love. You possess and are possessed by love that endures forever. That's what's inside of you. you can, earth and heaven and earth going to pass away. Woo, my God. You, that's inside of you. My, I just want to know, did that enlarge maybe your capacity to believe? That love is really inside of you. That you should be up. You know you're going to be. Okay. You know that's going to be put to the fire. Right? You know that, that love that you said that's in you. That forgiveness that he died for. Okay. All of that. You said you, you possess him. His love. God's love. For God and man. You can't just have love for God. You got to have love for God and man. Y'all got that in the back? You got to have love. And God, listen, and Jesus reveals God. Okay. Holy Spirit reveals Jesus. That's right. Yeshua reveals the Father. Right. You're trying to get to the Father. When you pray, you're praying to the Father. Right. By the Spirit. In the name of His Son. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Woo. My goodness. Go to 1 Corinthians. 318. 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. You want to amplify? Yep. <laughs> Let no person deceive himself. Stop. I know we always read it. Let nobody deceive you. No, it didn't say that. 
Say it again. Let no person deceive himself. Self. Himself. Now we always say, let nobody deceive you. Let no man deceive you. No, it said, let no person deceive himself. Go ahead, finish that scripture out. If anyone among you supposes that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool. Let him discard his worldly discernment mm. and recognize himself as dull, stupid, and foolish mm. without true learning and scholarship mm. that he may become really wise. Wow. We're going to break that down a little bit. <laughs> Let no person deceive himself. If anyone among supposes that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool. Mm -mm -mm. Let, him let him disregard his worldly discernment. Now, this is what gets me when, I, when it comes to us, when he said worldly discernment. See, we have a problem even understanding the things of the world and bringing it into the church. Worldly discernment, that it's okay. Hello? To receive the world, it's okay. I'm not discerning it that is wrong. We get upset. Everybody want to know, can you still do this and still be? Hello? For real, this is what, where is the standard? Where is the kadosh? Holy, separate for God. See, we wise, we wise unto ourselves. Well, it feel okay. Oh, in this passage, Paul gives the root cause for the trouble with the Corinthians. It was pride. Pride in who they were and what they knew. Corinthian or Corinth was a center of intellectual pursuit and culture. And then the same, listen... And some in the church were glorifying being part of an intellectual, highly educated culture and society. This is what was going on in Corinth. Okay? Like I said, we want to make sure that we balance all that we know. They profess an intellectual worldly wisdom. See, that's why you got to be careful all the books that you read, the places that you go. Y'all hear me? Amen. All right. They profess an intellectual worldly wisdom, professing to know more than most. Okay. That's why I want to make sure that we don't fall into this crutch, okay? If we know something and the body don't know, we need to pray. Amen? Amen? First. They profess to understand the scriptures and the ways of God better than most. Mm, we see that a lot. No? They thought themselves wise enough to judge the value of different church leaders. See how things get slipped up? Wisdom. Okay. Worldly wisdom. Now listen to that. They pride themselves. I'm talking about the person that I'm, I'm watching yesterday. All that they were doing, right? I mean, when I say cut, whoosh, he cut them all. I'm like, what's going on? I'm looking for love. 
They were talking different. Men and criticizing the way preachers ministered. Ain't that something? Y'all see that today, don't you? I mean, it's like you see these shows that come on TV and you got the three pastors and they're preaching. You got one minute to preach it. Y'all seen that? It should be. Yeah, the three pastors come up and they preach for a minute. Everybody's cheering that get them. It's like a game show. It's just like a game show. Y'all ain't seen that, huh? Show me in that in scripture. Because that's about each other's wisdom and knowledge and has nothing to do, nobody's getting saved. See? See how we fall into these traps? I'm gonna make sure we don't. Amen. I'm gonna make sure we don't. Okay, here we go. They were judging and um, looking the way they taught and the way they teach and persuasive, how they delivered the logic of their agreement. They said so this is a place filled with um, theology, you know. So that culture, they brought that into the church. They brought the culture of the, of the community into the church. They were judging the ability and the gifts of men. And if they agreed that the abilities of the men were what the church needed, as a particular, at a particular time, they were cooperative. But if they disagreed, they were separating themselves and putting little parties around them. They gathered themselves around Paul, well, Cephas and Cephas, okay? And Apollos and, and, and some other ones, which was a, um, which, and some which had a spiritual air about themselves. Just proclaiming that they were gathering themselves around Christ. They were just saying that we're gathering around Christ. You know, we're coming together for this reason. Right? One of the answers to this problem of or decisiveness or division is in the church uh, is for men to recognize that he has been deceived and to renounce the self-deception. Okay? Self-deception. Let no man deceive himself. This is a background to the charge that helps the reader understand its importance. The Corinthian church had some unusual advantage over many of other the churches at that time. They had uh, access to the scriptures. See, everybody didn't have access to a scroll, to the scriptures, okay? And they enjoyed the scriptures and the ways of God. Listen, this is Corinthians. They enjoyed the philosophy and the theology and we're in a great city where both were freely encouraged and openly discussed. Right? And remember, I was telling y'all when we read that scripture, this is that, that Paul, was, Paul was saying, this is how I move and have my being. See, he wasn't saying that he was using the language of their, their time. That when we get it twisted, that's what the Holy Spirit, no, Paul was, he was ministering to them in their uh, culture. He was using a theos, uh, and if you actually did a research, you would actually see that same, I forget the actual uh, philosopher that said that, but he used that to tie them in. Did y'all know that? I know here, I've taught you that. This is how we move and have our being. That was used in a philosophy. That's, um, God, I can't think of his name, but that's how it was used. So when we hear that, we, we quote it all the time, like, do y'all know what Paul was saying? It was actually tying into their intellectual base, which was philosophy, right, and theology. And it was in their culture, okay? You know, like the Renaissance period, everybody was creative. All right, it was, this is what was going on there. Y'all understand? All right. 
They had the privilege of being ministered to by, uh, by some of the most outstanding preachers at that time. Corinth did. Kepha and, uh, and Shaul, which is Peter and Paul, okay? They actually had them come. Imagine, you're talking about Paul coming to preach at your church. And Peter, who walked with Jesus, who knew Jesus. I'm just saying. He might know something. Okay. Oh, man. They had received an unusual, listen, an unusual outpouring of the gifts of the Spirit. Oh, they were bad, weren't they? Intellectual and got the gifts. Couldn't tell them nothing. However, the Corinthian church had a serious problem. The Corinthians wanted worldly recognition. Oh! Oh, 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 see how the Holy Spirit is going there? Woo, see what you're doing, what you're doing. I ain't playing. I don't care. I don't care who you're singing or whatever. This is what I'm saying. Listen to this. See, there's only one story. Where are we? The Corinthian church had a serious problem. The Corinthians wanted worldly recognition. Come on, be on my album. Come on, worldly recognition. In the pretense. Okay. Oh. Who's the end prophet right now? Mm. Mm. Who's the end preacher right now? Who's the preacher to the nation? Worldly recognition. Uh Uh-oh, don't be mad at me, y'all. Come on now. I'm just telling you what was going on in Corinth. The Corinthians wanted worldly recognition. See, when you, when you got the... Oh, okay. They wanted to be known as intellectuals, well-educated, and very capable in understanding the world or the word of God. They enjoyed thinking through and rationalizing about God and the world. And they took great pride in their ideas and the ideas of their peers. Uh-oh. The result was tragic. They had begun to follow their own ideas and realizations and to disregard the will and the word of God. See what happens when you allow the worldly wisdom to come in? You see what happens when you allow the culture of your community to come in? Y'all see this? Do y'all see it happening in today? Y'all see it happen? My goodness. The result is tragic. They begin to follow their own. Listen to that. They begin to follow their own ideas. Well, I think this should be this way. And rationalize it. See, when you know something's wrong, you begin to rationalize it. Make it work for your theology. Make it work for what you know. Right? We do it all the time. Start justifying. Listen to that. And they begin to disregard. This is the progression. They begin to disregard the will and the word of God. 
they had begun to exalt their own wisdom and to exalt men with unusual abilities. See, we, all, we always are just, I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm just, just me. I'm not impressed. trying to say not. let me see here listen to this see we're always running and always looking for a sign they say signs will follow you yeah. signs will follow you them that believe right. I know I, don't be mad at me y'all <laughs> alright okay alright alright I'm just saying because people get mad I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to get you to see what traps that we could easily be, you know, fall into. Okay? Know what it's like to lay your hands on someone who's sick and they, and they, and you, and they get healed. And, and you give God all the glory that he used you. You was yielded at that time. He loved them. Remove you out of it. Let him work. Mm-mm. Your job is to believe. And the signs shall follow them that believe. Woo! My goodness. The result is tragic. They begin to exalt their own wisdom and exalt men with unusual abilities. They have begun to govern their lives by their own ideas instead of obeying God's word. Y'all hear that? This is what can happen in the body. Okay, this is, okay y'all sitting back. It can happen here. No, it won't. Mm -mm. Very simply, they were exalting the wisdom and ideas of men over the wisdom of God. And they were running the risk of destroying both themselves and the church. They were deceiving themselves. See what this is? Okay. For if a man think himself to be something... When he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Galatians 6, 3. Did y'all hear that? God, oh man, hold on. We're going to move this thing right on along. Oh, got to be careful like who you yoke with. Uh, I'm talking about a believer. I'm talking about a believer. You got to be careful who you believing with. Soon as you say you stand for what is right, soon as you stand for what is what is God, God is not into bringing, listen, the wisdom of the world into the church. Well, that wisdom might come in song. Since we seem to have the biggest problem with minstrels and the secular world. See, nobody won't just say it. Nobody just won't say it. You can't take what is holy and profane it. You know how you profane it? You profane it with a thought first. And then you'll be in the rationalize and say, this is what it is. That's not what it is. This is what happened to all of our minstrels. This is what happened to all our praise and worship people. This is what happens. Because they be enticed with the things of the wisdom of the world. Oh, 
recognition. That's what they were doing here. Just hear the phone. Just hear the fans going. <laughs> so you got to be careful of the thoughts that you take in. Is this the will of God? Listen, I'm not opposed to the believer who has influence. And your influence should be guiding them. Your influence should be guiding them to the light. See, but what we are deceived is that we guide them to come into our world. And we put them up. Oh, you are not just. Hello? This is what we do. We put them up. No qualification. No life. Just because you say hallelujah, that don't mean you know my God. Because to know my God, you got to walk this way. That's what we won't do. Just like you got actors, uh, they believe in Christ. Well, if you do, then you can't channel a spirit to do your job and say you, you my brother. Hello? They doing that. Come on, some of y'all know this. They doing that. See, you're supposed to know. Don't, that's, not, that's earthly wisdom. That, that's worldly wisdom. No, no, you're supposed to have the truth. I know, I know y'all saw Justin Bieber with his pastor. Right? Come on. Raise your hand if you've seen it. Like I said. Now, if I'm your pastor, if I'm your pastor, first you're not going to find me in the bar. And I'm going to tell you, put your shirt on. See, we rationalize and justify the same thing. What is wrong? Right? Just like I can't bring in Jay-Z into the church and say, we praise dancing. And, and I'm allowed, but I want to teach my youth something. No, you can't rationalize that, but that's happening. Hello? I know folks are going to get mad, but I'm telling the truth. I'm telling the truth, right? Right? This is what happened. I know I'm just trying to be, uh, I'm just saying you can't bring in you know, and profane what is holy. This is what we're doing. We justify that and say, I'm witnessing to you. Well, maybe they're letting them in the kitchen. No, no. Well, if I'm doing what I'm going to do, it's going to be in private. You're not going to know it. And you're not going to pop up on my album because I don't know your lifestyle. Because my lifestyle represents the kingdom. And all that are connected to it is going to be this way. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't care who you are. That's right. What does light have to do with darkness, right? Nothing. See, but we won't stand up. We won't really see our thinking is wrong. Of course you want them. I want all of them into the kingdom. But by putting you in the platform, I'm exposing you. You haven't lived the life yet. You haven't. And I'm doing that. I'm putting you on my platform where, where, where my daughters can listen. 
No, because if I was on that, I would renounce that. And I will actually, I have, that, I have that type of platform and repent to all the parents. See, you got to be qualified if you're going to get on my album and sing. See, but we won't have nobody stand up for this. Or if you got a play and you wrote a play. That's right. You got to qualify who is you actually going to be in there. Man, come on, y'all. See, we won't, we won't stand. I know y'all mad at me. I'm going to get out of here. See, but this is what I'm saying. As believers, as believers, we won't do what we're supposed to do. Just because you are who you are, you're on my platform that God has given me. And I'm not going to deviate because who you are in the world. Oh, we won't do this. Come on now. See, that's what we won't do. But see, it's our worldly thinking. It's our worldly thinking. It's our worldly wisdom that it's okay. So it's okay. I want a Muslim saved. But is it okay for him to be right here and trying to convince you that Islam is the way? Is that the right place to do that? So I'm exposing you to something that's fallacy. I'm exposing you to something that's a lie. Right? I want him saved. I want him to come in. But for me to let him use the platform. Right? See, we won't, we won't just stand up what's wrong. We won't do it. 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 See, I got to get. I see, if we don't, we'll, we'll have the wisdom of men. Renounce worldly wisdom. Worldly wisdom is is. Natural reasoning. See, for me to let you come in, see, that's not spiritual. That's natural. That's natural reasoning. So because I know what you bring here, then there has to be a walk. There has to be a true conversion before I give you access. Before I give you access. See, I'm just saying, we won't be real about this. See how I think? I'm thinking kingdom. I, I can see the enemy could use you. It looked like this, but it's not. A way that seems right, but it's not. See there? So what was, I mean, come on now. I mean, it's no different than Oprah Winfrey. She has, you know, these pastors. She had all the pastors. All the major pastors are going to be on her show. You're going, yes, what I'm saying. Then you're going to have Ellen DeGeneres. You're going to have all our kids, all our youth who have gifts and talents. And she exposed them. But we don't see the enemy at work. You know why? Because it's lights and recognition. Soon as you get up there. Soon as you get up there, see every musician, every person that's in that industry gonna have to make a choice one day, because you're gonna have an opportunity to influence the world, and we don't do it. We are not equipped. We're not equipped. Okay, this is how they come in and steal all of us. You know, this is how they can grab a John Legend. 
is how they can steal an R. Kelly. Okay. Yeah, I said that one. I mean, come on, y'all. For real? But see, we're so blinded. I'm just going here. I'm sorry. Because we, we got to get some stuff. We got to get some things right in perspective and our thinking. What is holy is holy. Amen. What is kadosh set aside? That's supposed to be you. I want them to come in. But I'm going to be very careful of the platform that I give you with what God has put me in charge of. Isn't that something don't that make spiritual sense? Nope, we just let them in because it's somebody, somebody such and such. Just let them in on there. Because you said hallelujah. No spiritual discernment. No spiritual discernment. No understanding of the after effect. No understanding. You just gave them an entrance, a key, access. See there? It's new dog coming out with a gospel album. For real? See, anybody can make an album. Anybody can make an album and call it whatever they want. But to live this life, that's another thing. To live this life is another thing. We sitting here, we won't, we won't call it out. I give you no platform. Here we go. <laughs> it is the wisdom of men that seeks to know the truth of the world and of God. Natural reasoning only. Men rely, listen, men readily acknowledge the problem of evil and suffering in the world caused by such things as natural disasters, disease, hunger, selfishness, greed, violence, lusts, anger, and accidents, and prejudice. Listen, few men even give their lives to tasks of, under, of understanding and uh, conquering these problems of evil and sin in the world. They commit themselves to seek the truth of the world, and in some cases of God, through such fields as science education, technology, and religion, but they fail. They always fail. You know? What happened to we are the world? We are the world. Still got hungry people, don't we? See, get up in these movements. Y'all following? Get up in these movements. Worldly wisdom of God. Okay, here we go. <sighs> Did y'all hear that? No matter how much worldly wisdom and effects are put to these endeavors, man always comes up short <laughs> in conquering and controlling evil and in discovering God. You cannot discover God with worldly wisdom. You would discover some other gods, 
but not Yahweh. The point is this. When a church begins to approach God and the problems of the world through worldly wisdom, the result is tragic. The church is taking a path that will destroy its witness and make it useless in the kingdom of God. You see what he does? See, he doesn't want us to witness. He wants to make our witness. He wants us to look just like them. It's okay. You can come in. You can still do this. You can still do that. Yep, you can do that. We do it, we do it in church, though. That's not where you want to be, and I've been under that, so I know that. It's not okay. It's not okay. The enemy is always trying to destroy our witness, keep you in depression. So when you're supposed to be joyful, when you're supposed to be echad, one, family, he destroys that, removes the man out of the home. Or if he allows a man to be in the home, he won't be the man of God. Both are destructive. To the advancement of the kingdom. Where is he at to train that child in the way that he should go? He's out fulfilling his fleshly and worldly desires. Seeking the wisdom of the world. I mean, for real, y'all, the internet. Okay. This was a path chosen by the Corinthians. Y'all hear that? Chosen. It's a choice chosen by the Corinthians. They had the scripture. They had, there were very few who actually had the scriptures. Wow. Access to them. And they used that script just to veer right on off. That's why I told you, you got to be careful everything you're reading. And know why you're reading. Amen. What are you acquiring? Okay. Just gathering information. And then sometimes we buy books and never read them. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. You ain't read that. You ain't read that. You ain't read that. That's why you got Christians reading The Secret. Think and grow rich and all that stuff. Napoleon Hill and all channeling stuff and all that. We just don't know demonology when it's around. We don't know charged things. Hmm. Okay, that's a whole other subject. All right, here we go. Almost. Now, why does worldly wisdom fail to grasp the truth of God? There are three reasons why in this passage. Just that one little passage. Worldly wisdom is superficial. That just means right on the surface, right? Ain't nothing deep about it. It only seems to be wise. The word seeth, dokia, means to think in this context. Right there, right? You went up there and said be, be, um, seeth, right? Seemeth, should I say seemeth, means to think. Let's go back to that scripture. Where that is right there, yeah. Oh, it's in the King James. It's in the King James right there. It's in 18. 
And in 18, they use the word seemeth. It said, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seemeth to be wise. Seemeth right there uh, means to think. Man thinks himself to be wise and creative, knowledgeable and intellect and an intellectual. He thinks he has the has a novel idea or concept of God and the truth. Most men think that they are fairly wise, knowledgeable in how to handle their lives mm -hmm, and affairs, don't they? Few think they will be totally, uh, few think that they will be totally unacceptable and rejected by whatever higher being. Right? You got people who don't come to Christ and whatever, they still believe in the end that they will be accepted. Okay? Such knowledge and wisdom exists only in the minds of men. It is not true. <laughs> it is superficial. Not just because people think just because they know God, they think they're going to get in. Yeah. Just they know of him. Yeah. No, because if you knew him, he'd know you. Because that's why he said, depart from me, I never knew you. See there? Hold on. Listen to this. It is superficial knowledge, worldly wisdom. It only seems to be wise. This is clearly seen in these facts right here. Since God, since God exists, no person can understand the world and God if he leads God out of the picture. Even atheists has to admit about this. He has to admit this. He has to admit this. If God truly exists, then man must understand God in order to understand the world which God made. A person just cannot understand the world without understanding or without understanding God, no matter who he is. Richard Dawson. Okay. That's like the leading atheists going around to all our colleges. Okay. Y'all heard of them? Okay. See that? Y'all know some things here. No man has ever seen God. Uh-oh, this is going to be a tough one right here. No matter what he claims. No man has ever left. Listen, y'all going to get the word here. No man has ever left the physical world. The physical dimension of being and penetrated the spiritual world and seen God and returned to the physical world. Hold on. Just follow me. Hold on. This material corruption, imperfect world cannot penetrate the spiritual incorrupt or the corruptible listen the material corruptible imperfect world cannot penetrate the spiritual incorruptible and perfect world it is totally and absolutely impossible for an imperfect being to see the perfect being i'm talking about god listen before you And live to tell about it. It is totally and absolutely impossible for an imperfect being to penetrate a perfect world. If he did, it would no longer be perfect. John 1, 18. No man has seen God at any time. And, only begot, and, and the only begotten son, which is the bosom, which is in the bosom of the father. He has declared 
Him. Okay, here we go. And I like to complete Jewish. No one has ever seen God but the only and unique Son who is identical with God and is at the Father's side. He has made him known. So no man has seen God. So be careful, folks. Some of they seen God. He said there's no man. Now, I ain't saying that you can go to heaven because Paul went, right? Right? And he told John, right? Come, come hither, right? All right. But you have to be summons. You, you have to be summons. You have to be summons. I didn't say. And then no flesh can go. No flesh can go. Then you, are, you mean, tell me you already got the incorruptible on? But man is a what? Spirit. I hear you. Okay. Y'all get that, right? Why are we saying this? Why are we saying this? Why are we saying this? We're talking about wisdom, worldly wisdom. Right? So we got to be careful. I didn't say, but, but hold on. Bible says many had entertained angels. Okay? Not knowingly. So that's a possibility that they can enter into this realm. True. Right? That's the truth. That's what the word said. So be careful. Be nice. You can. They have come into this era, into this uh, domain or this dimension. I'm just saying, be careful. No man has seen God at any time. Now, I don't have dreams. I know it's Holy Spirit, but I didn't see him. But he talked to me. I had that. I'm sure some of you have had that experience. I hope you have. And you know who it is. At any time, he said, no man has at any time. The only way God can ever be known is for is. Uh, the only way God can ever be known is for God to reveal himself to you. God has to reveal himself. The only way God can be known is that God has to reveal himself to you. Hello? If you're seeking him like hidden trouble, you're going to what? Find him. Okay? The only way the truth of a perfect world can be known is for God to reveal it. This is a very important point here in the scripture. Any wisdom that seeks to know God apart from his revelation is superficial on the surface. Okay? Any wisdom that seeks to know God apart from revelation. God has to be revealed. Jesus reveals him to you. Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ. That's what it says in the Revelation, the book of Revelation. Ain't that right? Come on now. It is man who only thinks that he is wise. He is only a worldly wise man. He does not know the real truth. Okay, last scripture right here. Uh, let's go... No, I got it right here. Romans 1.22, it says, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. 
and complete Jewish claiming to be wise, they have become fools, it says. Just trying to give you scripture of what I'm saying. Worldly wisdom is not true wisdom. Let him become a fool uh, that he may be wise. That, listen, this is what the scripture says, right? Worldly wisdom is not true wisdom, right? The word, so let him become a fool in that scripture that we read here, that he may be wise. That simply means that a person must become, listen, what the world calls a fool if he is to, if he is to wish to know God, okay, and, to, and the real truth of God in his world. So to know him, you have to become a fool according to the world. Right? That simply means that a person must become what the world calls a fool if he wishes to know God and the real truth of God. The word, uh, the word hears about the revelation of God and calls it foolishness. In the eyes of the world, it is utter foolishness when you tell them that you love God and you know God and that you heard from God. Right? All right. I know y'all fading. I'm going to let you go. I know you're fading. Y'all follow that? So when you hear that scripture, that you have to become that. To the, when you believe in Christ, the world believes that you're foolish. Your family believes that you're foolish. Maybe I break it down to you like that. Your husband thinks you're foolish. Or your wife thinks you're foolish. Okay. Okay, last thing. To talk about God really <laughs> existing and loving the world. Listen. To talk about God really existing and loving the world, loving the world so much that he would actually send his son into the world, the world calls us foolish. To talk about the basic problem of the world being the presence of evil and sin within the hearts of men instead of education and social improvement is foolish, right, to the world, right? To say that God has to take care of the problems of evil by having his son die upon the cross for sins of the world is foolish to the world, right? To talk about the hearts of men having to be changed in order for him to be reconciled to God and live in peace is foolishness to the world. To talk about being saved, born again, made into a new creature, indwelled with the Holy Spirit and, resur and resurrected someday to talk about God making a new heaven and earth is foolishness to God, to the people of the world. Isn't that something? They believe that it's all foolishness. But that's what you believe, right? All of these are other foolishness to the world. All of this is exactly what Jesus taught. All what I just gave is what Jesus taught. It is the very revelation of God, the very message that God sent to the world through his son, Yeshua, Jesus. Jesus was the revelation the spokesman of the God of word. He was that. He was a spokesman for the God of word. He was his word. Can y'all imagine that? The word that you speak became flesh. Dwelt around, walked around, talking. That's his word. That's who Jesus is. That's who he is. It was his word. I, we, we just don't, we, our minds can't kind of grasp it that it was Jesus is the word. You could touch it. It ate just like you. It slept and got tired just like you. 
It spoke. Just like you. Y'all, I don't know if we quite understand Jesus and the word and who he really is. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone. It's hot. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm going to leave y'all alone. <sighs> See, we, have, we got this thing. We just think Jesus, we don't, do, do y'all really look at him that he's the word? That he's the living word? See, that's that little part that we only got. But we're going to one day really be, we're going to really know him as he knows us. So my question would be, who are you? What are you? Ain't that what the angel said? What is man? That thou is so mighty. Now, wait a minute. I've been with you since the creation. I've seen all these things. What is that? What is man that thou art mindful of and that thou come and visit? What is man? See, we missed those little nine ounces of what you really are. Yet that has not yet been but revealed to you. But I know that I'm going to be just like him. Oh, my goodness. We don't understand the hope that's in that. Mm, mm, mm. Woo. All right, ministers. Come on up. My God. Y'all enjoy? Did y'all get something? Did you grow? All right, ministers, come on up. Um, I think I, I, I wanted to tell you something you missed on. Tuesday night because some of you won't hear. So I gave the scripture uh, that when peace and safety comes, sudden destruction comes, right? That was on, uh, that was on Friday, Friday. So I was telling y'all that we need to be very aware of what's going on. See, most of us hear that and we think nothing about that because you've been taught about pre-trib and you're going to be out of here. I'm just saying. So check this out. So the United Nations have these things every year, and I gave you all the things of what they're going to be calling this year. This year, they're going to claim that this is peace and safety. Did y'all hear that? That's what that's going to be. That's what the theme is this year. Dr. Khan, that's when sudden destruction comes. See, this is why we're teaching Thessalonians. We got to hurry up and get this thing right. Because he is coming. So don't get too busy. He's coming. I mean, be productive. Do what you're supposed to do. Get some works. So this is the thing. So I mean, we ain't ready. We're not ready. Certain things are coming that you don't know about. I was listening to this other thing. Come on up. You need prayer. It's time for your tithe and offer. Do I need to tell y'all that? Y'all know that, right? All right, we'll... Okay, just tithe and offer him as a man's purpose. Let him give. Okay. So, you need prayer? Come on up. You want to be saved? Come on up. It's the time. I'm just trying to hear him get you because some of you don't know these things. I'm trying to help you understand some of these things. So I was listening to this guy and they were saying that they're telling them the service people, the military, have at least six months of food. Well, why are they telling them that? What do they know that you don't know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's right. So maybe you might want to think about this. 
I've been telling y'all this and preaching this for years. So my job as a pastor is to prepare you, to notify you. I mean, we go a day and we can't get a meal. We about to, okay. That's right. That's right. And you need water. It said a prudent man sees danger coming and he prepares. So this is what we need to do. So we get caught up in a lot of things. But hold on. Just, there's the destruction. There's sin in the world. So that means destruction. And did y'all hear that back there? That peace and safety, when that is announced, this is their model for the uh, peace day for the United Nations. This is their thing. Peace and safety. Well, who's going to proclaim it? That's the United Nations. I didn't say it's going to happen right then, but it starts things in motion, just like the Shemitah. Start things in some motion. The Bible doesn't say it's going to get better, does it? Show me where it says it's getting better so I can find out what to do. Don't say that. He said it's going to be perilous times. Don't get caught up in your jobs and your careers. That's great. Keep God the focus. We've got some perilous times coming. We've got to know how to worship God. Get in the presence. We might not be able to make it here one day. You better raise and lay down on the ground and have the presence of God just like in the old days. See, our old days should have been yesterday. What we did yesterday, okay. make it. to God. Hallelujah. Got to prepare y'all. You got to be smart. Should be growing in our love. You should be more adept and growing in love than you were yesterday. Every day you should be growing in love. That means you're maturing. I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe he don't change. Yolanda, he don't change. Tell that to Athena, who had stage four cancer, that he's not a healer. Or tell Rock, 
who had full-blown HIV, and she don't have it no more. Tell that to her. Mm. Okay. I meant the arrogance of man. Oh, the gifts don't, they, th listen to that. The gifts are no longer needed. Who are you? Well, you mean everybody's operating in perfect love? No, man. He said that when which is perfect is come. He did. Amen. That's right. He didn't read all the way to that. Couldn't, couldn't have. See, we, we get a lot of book knowledge and we get all this uh, seminary and void of the spirit. All these wise wisdom and things, but void of the spirit, of the power of God. He says, I change not. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. My word is forever. It's ever established. Isn't that something? arrogance of man that you know when the gifts have stopped and I'm telling the whole my, all the following that this is what it is this is what's happening out here then they try to show you scripture Paul said forbid them not don't you stop them I guess we just choose what we want to choose that's right he sure do he sure did use it get them right there he said, isn't it written in your word? <laughs> yep. Show this. Thou shalt worship no other but your God. You're, you should worship only your God because you're not. <laughs> Jesus, man. Glory to God. Fundamental things that we just miss. But I understand why he feels like he is. Because he don't, he, don't, he don't see that God can heal him. Or he doesn't understand the position that he's in. To encourage other people. Amen. See, why you are doing, see, we just, I don't know what to say, man. Y'all stand to y'all feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ooh, I want y'all walking in power. I don't want y'all walking in deception. I don't want you to be in self-deception. Let no man deceive himself. Man. Glory to God. Y'all know. <laughs> Pastor like to look around. Just a little bit. Yeah, we are. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's right. They're not. They're not. And then when they do read it, they're not reading it by the Spirit. <laughs> they got, they're on the surface. <laughs> Woo, let me see. Let me see who we're going to do this today. Look at everybody's looking like, don't, don't look at me, Pastor. They're like, don't look at me, Pastor. Don't look at me, Pastor. Don't look at me. Ah. <laughs> look at Sam. Sam's like, you said this, Pastor. <laughs> I'm getting the brother Al here. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, Father, we, just, we thank you, Lord, uh, for the word. We thank you, Father. For the word of God that you've given us, we thank you, Lord, that we have been found in your word, Lord God. We thank you that it is our sustainer, it is our keeper, Lord God. It is the thing that 
keeps us on the right path, Father. It is the thing that dictates the path, Father, that we should be, be on. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for coming here in the flesh. We, Father, we thank you for walking out an example that we can follow, Lord God, here. And, Father, right now, in this moment, we choose the more excellent way. We choose the path of love. We choose to love right now in Jesus' name. We choose to hold the love of God in our hearts, Father, towards you and towards our brethren right now. We thank you, Lord God, that as we continue to walk in love, Father, that we would not go astray, that we would not be drawn to the left nor to the right, Father, but that we would continue on the path of righteousness, Lord God, simply because we love each other, Lord God. That is our security. That is our safety. That is the way we always maintain, Father, the proper relationship, Lord God, with you and our brethren. We simply choose to love. We choose, Father, to love our brethren, our wives, our children, Father, our co-workers, and our enemies, Lord God. We simply choose to love, Father. We love the man and woman of God over this house. We love the leaders of this house. We love each other, Lord God. We love the minstrels. We love, Father, those that are coming in, Father, those that are in the world right now being brought into the kingdom. We simply love, God. We position ourselves in love, Father. So we just thank you, Father. We thank you that the love of God is being shed abroad in our hearts, Father. And we thank you, Lord God, that with all of our faith, that with all of our hope, Lord God, it is love, Father, that truly, Father, allows us to see you, allows us to perceive you properly, Lord God. So we thank you right now for the love of God, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for the example of love that you've given when you died on that cross for our sins. When you took on the sins of the world, Father, when you took on every disease, every infirmity, every, every, every false thought, Father, every errant thought, Lord, every wayward and carnal thing, Lord God, you took it upon yourself and you became the thing that could take the judgment of God. So we thank you, Father, that now we are free to worship you, free to love you, Lord God, even as you love us, Lord God. So we just thank you right now. Lord God, I pray protection over every single person here, Father, even those that couldn't make it. I thank you, Lord God, that even as we travel, Lord God, to our various homes, to our various destinations, Lord God, we thank you, Lord, that there are angels encamped around our vehicles, around our children, around our homes, Lord God, right now, Father. We thank you that we are protected against the wiles of the enemy. And I pray a special prayer of protection over the teacher, even as she travels, Lord God, to Georgia. We thank you, Lord God, that the Holy Spirit that's holding up that plane, Lord God, will continue to do so, Father. We thank you for every single uh, uh, maintenance, Father, anything that needs to happen, Father, with that plane, Lord God. We thank you that the Spirit of God, Father, is with her, Lord God, and she is protected, hallelujah, that she is secure right now in the Word, in the Spirit, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for it. We thank you, Lord God, that even if she needs to minister as she's there, Father, that you would plant in her, Father, the words, Father, plant in her the divine utterance, Father, that she needs to give right now in the name of Jesus so that those that are in darkness, Father, could be brought into the light. We just thank you, Lord God, and we worship you always, Father. And so now it is unto you who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, honor, dominion, and power, both now and forever. Amen and amen. Glory to God.